Welcome to Backstage with Zadul. I'm your host Kishore from Zadul's very own marketing team and this is a podcast where we share eventful stories from thought leaders across industries to give you epic insights into the world of events and beyond. So today uh, it's a pleasure to have Vivek Vijay Kumaran who's the artistic director of our theater collective here with us. So Vivek, yeah, the stage is yours. uh you can tell us about your journey and maybe a little back story about our theater collective as well sure uh, hi kishor hey. very happy to be here Same. uh yeah i uh i passed out as an engineer in 2006 in uh, electrical and electronics oh um uh, after which i was placed in a company i worked there for about 15 months and then i quit my job early 2008 and since then i have been a full time theater practitioner wow so that's 14 years that's almost 14 years wow. yeah awesome and uh, yeah and shortly after i quit uh, i was uh, directing a play mm. and uh, it was initially under another banner okay. and that banner had to be dissolved for some reasons um, and so we had to come up with a name for the collective to put up the play and that's how our theater collective really actually came up all oh, right um So it was like a response to a situation that was in front of us right um yeah ever since we have been making work mm. um but after that uh, i also took a long time um in training myself mm. and uh, i somehow wasn't very inspired to go to a drama school right um that's also because i met uh, adil hussain oh, right. um, the well known actor now in, in this in the movies um at that juncture in my life and when i met him i was very uh, convinced that he is my teacher how did that happen like organically or yeah i was directing this play and one of the actors in the play had trained with him earlier mm. so she told me that the way you speak and the way you you know conduct the session resonates with his way of doing work as well and i think and since you're also looking for training you should reach out to him mm. so he was he wasn't in india at that point okay uh, so when we got some new series back um she reached out and mm. she connected me to him okay. and i he was taking a workshop in assam in jorhat uh, so i went all the way and uh, yeah initially he was also you know a little skeptical to see if this guy is really interested in this right. <laughs> uh, so he wasn't very you know uh, welcoming in the first two days but after that it was you know it was completely the other thing in the sense that he was extremely generous with his mm. time uh, so i would you know go with him to his room in a hotel we would eat meals together and i went to the book of questions so and at that point i had admission to a to a school in london Okay. For training, but when I met him, I was so convinced that I let go of that. Wow! Okay. Uh, and I took on whatever he asked me to kind of start work on, and then I would find opportunity to meet him once in a while. Sometimes when he's training at FTI, or sometimes in Delhi where he lives, and then began a conversation of training. Mm. Uh, and I would practice individually uh, in Bangalore, and somehow I kind of had that capacity to go into an empty space and spend hours working on myself. Mm. Then slowly, uh, that journey took me to uh, this form called Kudi Atom in Kerala. Right. Uh, so I have had the two to one half years of training in that form. Mm. I've also had some training in Kalari Pite, in yoga, uh, a little bit in Kathak. Wow. Um, okay. So I kind of you know found that um, my curiosity led me always to the body. Okay. 
and uh, somehow because both my parents come from kerala mm. um something about any form from kerala uh, i felt i would get into that form a little more comfortably so i thought there was some information there for me sure and then i happened to watch a kudiyatta performance and i was you know really moved by it and i felt i need to be able to bring in that quality of action as an actor that's what took me to the form um and in that period 2012 was a very important year for me uh, there was also the year i met another master called kanhayalalji from manipur okay um again somebody else put in me in kind of told me about his work and that it also resonates in the way you approach your work with the body mm-hmm. so i went i met him and both of us you know i think we really got along sure and he was extremely generous with his time i've been there about five times mm-hmm. uh but i've been very fortunate to also uh be included by him in you know in a lot of informal spaces Okay. So I've traveled with him in Manipur to performances. Have spent many many hours talking, mm. and he was also somebody who's, who's encouraged me um, on this journey of doing theatre uh, because I was in a phase where I was training in Kudiyattam and trying right. to make this play called Bhima. Ha, ah, right, which is quite popular now. Right? Yeah, so Kanelalji was a very important person who uh, motivated me. Sure, uh, and uh, yeah, Bhima was a very significant play in the journey of our theatre collective also. and uh, when i started out and i wanted to look at training there weren't many avenues for training you know serious training in bangalore okay so i told myself that if in case i do reach a place like that i should make myself available to upcoming actors uh, mm. as a trainer uh, and the creation of the play bhima in some sense uh, was you know one level of culmination of my training and applying my training into creating a work oh okay right So after that is when I looked at uh, you know training okay. actors. So I started with a one month module, mm. then that went on to one year modules, uh, and then after two thousand nineteen, it's been uh, more like you know like a ten day workshops. Sure. So different modules like that. Mm. Um, so in that in that way we have about four or five training programs which we run at our theatre collective. Sure. and uh, 2019 mm. uh, 2018 sorry um when i was training a bunch of actors in their one year program we put up a small performance at an alternate venue in bangalore and uh, the ceo of a company happened to be there prashant from invisible bed right uh, so he likes the work and uh, another generous patron came our way and he said i have an office close by we finish working at 7 pm Mm. If you want to come and move the tables around and make space, if you think if you have enough space for your rehearsals, you're more than welcome. Okay. So that's how we went to this particular space, mm. which uh, after a month and a half, he moved his office downstairs. That's how that got free. That's what that's that's how that got free, and that later now is our, our theater studio. Sure. And you've always had this thing for alternate spaces as compared to say around Shankar. Not initially, mm. um, but I think more because of. after we found i mean or rather we 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 got this mm. our, our place is our theater studio uh because once you get a space then you know a, a bunch of possibilities open up in front of you because sure. until then you're always looking at a space to go do a rehearsal and then mm. leave correct but now when you have a space all you know all the time with you and having had the journey and you're also you know uh, journeying along with fellow theater practitioners so sure. this 
struggle for space is very real and felt mm. and i'm also somebody who works with other teams sure. as an actor uh, so immediately we also wanted to share the space with other people mm. other practitioners uh, but we are also located uh, you know in a residential area yeah. so there are also lots of restrictions to the usage in the way we can use the space so bearing that in mind uh, we have been able to share the space with other theater teams mm. uh, also host some intimate short performances Awesome. Um, of course, conduct our training programs, invite people to take training programs, mm. and then also create work. Meaning, our rehearsals also happen at the studio. Sure. Yeah. So it's more than just for your practice. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And okay. So to set context to like many of us were super clueless about how life would change. Right. <laughs> I think especially what fascinated me is that theater is so dependent on the physical venue. Right. Uh, that. how was it for you like i'm sure you had either plays lined up or right. maybe you guys were going to perform somewhere else right um how was it for you the experience of getting into this pandemic and right yeah i mean uh, <laughs> to make it a little more interesting maybe i was in italy when the pandemic broke out oh. so <laughs> i was at this place where i was doing a master course at the work center of jesse dutoski and thomas richards so finishing towards end feb mm. um 28th feb was our last date um so by then i think around the 20th is when the news kind of started catching up in italy mm. and luckily we were in you know middle not not too north right uh, <laughs> uh and you know i i also i was also going to the work center for the second time and the first time i went in 2019 it was a very it was an event for me um, mm. in my artistic practice because i had reached a certain kind of saturation and it was a place of opening to going okay. deeper uh, into the practice and i came we came back in i mean when i came back in 2019 is when we started having these workshops in modular formats mm. uh, and we also had many other initiatives at the studio so 2020 was to i went again to kind of um, get a more clear understanding of the practice over there sure so i was coming back <laughs> with a lot of plans uh, in fact we were ready to jump into producing a play we were also running a crowdfunding campaign at that point um and all of that kind of you know came into the beginning of the pandemic so clearly our dates that we had got at a venue here you know had to be given up mm. the workshop plan people schedules all of that had to be cancelled so initially when you come back you know how it was it was of course very very new like for everybody else um i'm a very outdoor person i like to go out to do work sure so now suddenly i'm inside the house um and like i was saying my my curiosity always stems from the body so it's to do phys- do something yeah. physical <laughs> which is also not the case now yeah so initially yeah i mean i was in in a space of denial in the sense that you know we can't do any work we just have to wait for things to open up sure. yeah. uh and i was very convinced about it that there cannot be anything on the virtual in the virtual space with theater and none of us knew how long it would go on yeah exactly i mean at least at that point i thought okay another two months maybe and we yeah. will be back yeah. and everything you know <laughs> uh, but it just so happened that one of the students who trained with me kind of reached out to me saying she wants to work on a monologue okay and can we do it so she would send me these recordings on whatsapp and okay. i would respond and slowly i i saw that that process was bringing a change in her performance Oh okay so there was a value add exactly virtually exactly oh. so i thought okay maybe this is helping you know it's being sure. useful in some sense mm. 
so then i opened it up to some more people and then people came on board and then that slowly became took the shape of a new workshop module hmm. right? right and then there were many applicants i think i there was a lot of demand what like hmm. i did about six batches i think right uh and then slowly what we saw is that from these six batches there were some interesting performances mm. and uh, and then you saw an opportunity which is that you know otherwise you always have people who are in town who come and watch your performance sure. yeah you know and once you've left college you know many of your friends are settled abroad mm. um and they always know of your work but they don't get an opportunity to see your work in any which way exactly so we thought and there and many such virtual performances were happening right coupled with you know uh the uh, the owner of our studio was very kind enough and he mm. agreed to slash the rent of the studio by half or oh, during that time during yeah there. because there was no revenue generation there was no activity at the studio uh but still they were we still had to raise at 50% sure. and uh, some of us are also full time practitioners yeah um so we thought okay we could we could put together some of these performances from this acting solo this workshop that mm. we uh, uh, kind of came up with And we put up a virtual show, ticketed show uh, online. So. We didn't do a ticketed show. Okay. We did a show by contribution. Sure. We via Zoom. Mm. Uh, so uh, honestly, I wasn't expecting too much of a turnout, but interestingly, people from different parts of the country logging in. Mm. Uh, you know, and uh, I think we had close to 100 people. Okay. Uh, we did four shows. We we first did two shows, then because we got a good response, we did that again. Mm. Uh, so to connect with people, you know, yeah. ac- uh, across continents, and to have them as an audience, and then also listen to them speak after the after the performance was really unique and very yeah. heartfelt. Sure. Um, and they also con- made their contributions in some way or the other that was mm. possible. Uh, so yeah, so in that sense, when I look back, we we could we wouldn't have imagined or done anything like that if not for the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I think uh, though uh, when you started, as you said, you were in denial. I think. you still decided you're anyway going to create yeah. yeah absolutely i mean and one of the reasons again for that is that because of the studio like mm. because there is a space and uh, there is another thing that i could tell you here which is that uh, in fact we were we were very busy during the pandemic mm. with working okay um, and that happened because of two things one is that my team um, kind of also came along mm. and said let's try and imagine what we can do with the camera sure and my brother the previous year had just gifted me an iphone okay so i thought wow. okay i have a good camera at hand maybe testing yeah so maybe we can try something sure so we made something which was about two pawns on a chessboard talking to each other okay it was also the time that the uh, the movement was happening black lives matter was happening sure. in the us and there's generally you know uh, talk about all of that the, the china invasion was happening mm, and right. uh, the talks about that happening and uh, we thought it could be a good opportunity for us to respond to it in a playful sure. manner and that's how we came up with this work sure. it was called pyade and that got a lot of traction mm. uh we we made it you know in in one of our members house with a tripod and putting right. the, uh, the the iphone mm. and making some little edits we did it like a play sure. beginning to end wrote a script worked on the script rehearsed it shot it sure. as opposed to presenting in front of an audience that's all ah. we did uh, so that got a lot of traction so we made a couple more works mm. and then we got some media attention as well so they did an interview with us so that okay. got a little more traction so that was very nice uh so that was that so that we made three digital creations like that okay um which kept us busy with mm. creation and sharing with audiences virtually sure 
Then there was another script that we were working on through 2019, mm. and uh, we weren't giving it too much importance, you know, because it was just an extension of a workshop. Okay. But it was developing like a solo. Okay. And you kept developing this as you were doing other things as well. As you, I as I was doing other things, and this was a solo. But and now when the pandemic hit, mm. and it's a solo, right? Yeah, and I live close to the studio. So I thought oh, maybe we should you know pay yeah. more attention to this. There's a possibility, yeah. so I can go alone to the studio and yeah. you know, start working on it. So we got cracking on that, and sure. uh, by early May we locked the script. Mm. Uh, we also found a very interesting collaborator who I wanted to work with uh-huh. to help me create it as a performance, mm-hmm. and I was acting in it. Me and another collaborator, Suranjay, both of us wrote it. Okay. So between July and October mm. is when we created that play. This is 2020. 2020. We created that play, uh-huh. and uh, when the first wave was kind of had settled down a little bit, we had some informal showings of the play sure. at the studio. Mm. So yeah, so in that way, if we see like you know we made a new solo work, mm. we made three digital works, wow. and we also had you know four shows of this one virtual performance. Okay. Uh, which was we yeah, have we put together four solo pieces which came from the workshop. Sure. So 2020 that wave was very busy. <laughs> okay. And how did it continue on like from second wave? You already had some basic understanding of virtual, I'm guessing. Exactly. Uh, yeah, but somehow after that, mm-hmm. uh, after the first wave, since things had opened up a little yeah. bit, you also got to taste you no know, how it was before. <laughs> so once that was possible, uh, more work happened. Uh, mm. At the studio, in person. Basically. Yeah, in person. The second wave, yes, they keep us locked in for some time. Mm. Uh, but that was a time for for us to um, come up with another kind of a workshop. Okay. Um, called uh, through the lens, where we offered a workshop about analyzing plays. Okay. So, uh, so we also it also helped us reach out to people who were interested in the theater, but not necessarily with performance. Okay. With okay. So they're not actors as such, but exactly theater enthusiasts. Yeah. So who would like to read, analyze mm. uh, people from backgrounds of teaching? Okay. Uh, or people who are more, in, you know, backgrounds of you know, doing some kind of analytical work. Okay. So those kind of people found it very interesting to look at mm. plays and dissect them. Okay. So then we had about five batches of that running in 2021. Okay. So how was that done? Like, what was the format? So. So the format was that I came up with a framework ah, okay. to analyze the plays. Uh, so I would share the framework, okay, and I would kind of also share how one could use it, okay, and they would make their observations based on the framework. Mm. Then we meet together once in a while, okay. and you share the framework, framework, and I kind of facilitate that meeting, okay, to kind of help the participant get a little more deeper insight into into the play, mm. okay. Uh, so this happened at the venue. No, no, this happened online. Online. Yeah. Okay. Whenever yeah. it was possible to meet right. offline, we did meet. So like a hybrid. Thing. Like a hybrid yeah. model. Uh, so the acting solo, which was the workshop which we conceived in 2020, that also became a hybrid model in sure. 2021. Whenever we could meet in the studio, we yeah. would meet uh, that kind of a thing. And 2021, and compared to 2020, mm-hmm. was uh, you know. Was a little more open in terms sure. of stepping out and doing things. Yeah. So we could also have some of our 2019 workshops wow. in the space in 2021. Okay. Right. Uh, so it, for me, as I look back, uh, 2020 was a lot more restricted. 21 was a little much better. 22 right. was a lot better. So okay. it seems to be slowly. Yeah, it seems to be improving. Yeah, improving year after year. 
uh yeah that's awesome i mean there i have heard of many i mean just from the music circle i heard right. of a couple of venues which just shut shop etc right. yeah so in a way it was great that you somehow kept it alive by yeah. thinking differently maybe or because theater is i mean in my imagination as far from the virtual realm as i absolutely. can imagine because absolutely. it's all about being in the moment absolutely that's pretty awesome that's yeah i mean uh, that's true actually there were so many people so many spaces which uh, which got locked up yeah and uh, i here i must mention uh, prashant from invisible bed mm. it was because of his support sure. that we you know he he allowed the the rent to be reduced by 50% yeah. that we were also able to hold on to it and at the same time i think over the last few years with the work that we've been doing mm. uh with workshops or tra- you know training programs or hosting performances etc I think there is some kind of human capital that's also yeah come through so it's very palpable that many more people apart from people at athena collective also feel for the space sure so they also contribute they also are concerned they also do their bit mm. to make sure that the space continues uh which in turn fuels us right. with the work that we do yeah. uh, so that way it's been extremely gratifying i think that the meaning of the hour in our theater is just expanding absolutely yeah. i mean that's that is the re- that was the reason when we also you know came up with that name i mm. thought you know when we say our theater another person when they take the name they also feel like it's mm. their theater they own yeah own it's it theater. also belongs to them as much as it belongs to anybody yes yeah, yeah cool. another thing i wanted to chat with you about was so in general uh, a lot of how a play looks is the production right right so typically in an alternate space like yours how do you what are the different things that you think about with the event production and do you have like a production team that uh, sets up your uh, you know uh, set so to speak for a play right yeah um, so because we have I mean, we are located at the studio mm-hmm. um, the good thing and the bad thing is that the good thing is that uh, you know with when 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 you are working in a restricted environment then you also tend to get more creative Hmm. with those restrictions and how you play with sure. it at the same time uh, what it can also do which i try to be aware of is that being in the same space for a long period of time can also kind of box your imagination ah. into this space yeah so i also make sure that i find opportunities to go and work in other spaces just for practice just for just to kind of decondition myself sure because i think as a as a practicing artist it's very important for me that every time i come to the studio i go there maybe every every day mm. or every other day that i'm able to enter the space with some kind with some amount of not knowing mm. sure. so that i'm able to see the space afresh yeah it may spark something in your head right? yeah and i think it's important for me to keep the artist in me alive sure and that's also the reason why we invite performances mm. and we also always encourage them to use the space the way you want to use it sure, sure. so sometimes the orientation is completely different mm. uh so it completely you know brings the new imagination of how it could be used right a bit even a rehearsal mm. uh, so trying to break it as much as possible because at the end of the day it's also just four walls sure, uh, sure. but to see you know how an exit or entry can be through the window for example oh, okay and not necessarily through the door okay uh, but sorry to come coming to answer to you i mean answer you know your question about the production team ah. i think the production team comes for a particular play right uh, there isn't a production team with arthur the collective throughout it's like an ad hoc setup it's an ad hoc yeah when we have a play we put a uh, we kind of put a team sure. together mm. uh, and how much we 
what kind of team we can put together is also determined by the kind of funds we have mm. and fundraising for us is like an everyday challenge <laughs> <laughs> um because to keep the integrity of the work mm. it's very important i think that we are supported by patrons sure and uh, we also ran a campaign earlier this year to save the space in some sense mm. because uh, we are like i was saying we are located in a residential space yeah so there are always these you know, this issue of sound right and uh, it's in not in the least of our interest that mm. our work should disturb anybody sure uh, so when that got a little concerning uh, we raised some funds and we were very overwhelmed by the response we got mm. before the uh, the time that we had uh, on the fundraising cl- platform to raise the funds much before that we managed to raise a uh, really chart target mm. so we got some sound level of soundproofing done at the studio so it's been fine we are a lot better after that uh, so such challenges i think always mm. are there um so the idea is to be i think um as dynamic as you can yeah uh, to be aware of how everything is shifting around you mm. and i think to be able to work from a place of uh, seeing the space do a larger function mm. uh, and not just serve us in that sense but maybe serve people all kinds of people sure uh, and, and and really to create a safe and non judgmental space Mm. for people to come to train to share to meet uh, yeah and in and, and, and in such actioning do some f- function in the direction of building uh, you know a certain movement of people coming together sure. uh, to to support each other to listen to each other right uh, which i think is such spaces are, are yeah. far and few yeah. such spaces are shrinking so i find it also a lot more important to yeah kind of work towards keeping that that and coupled with uh, i think a lot of people have also really started paying attention like i'm talking about 9 to 5ers right started paying attention to say their hobbies right. because once they were like limited to their house right they were like okay i need to have something else that right right, right. adds a dimension to my life so i think it's a great time for people are looking for creative outlets keep yeah. their mental health in check yeah. express themselves yeah yeah so, absolutely So that way it's quite awesome uh there was one more thing i wanted to ask you is uh, what is the like i mean either bangalore or uh, nationwide you can tell me what is the how is the scene is it recovering now the theater scene that place is opening up 100% or? yeah i think yeah i think it is uh i'm also hearing about in lots of theater festivals planning to restart in okay. the second half of this year which didn't happen last year i don't think which yeah happened. most of the theater festivals either tried to go digital or did not happen okay um so now in, in in a city like bangalore i can clearly see people coming back to the theater so which is an encouraging sign mm. um and uh, as far as you know um, so yeah in that sense people are coming back another marked shift that you also see is that you know now this thing of digital performances mm. is like a new segment which is opened up sure So even though people are coming to the theaters mm. many people i know have found a lot of value uh-huh. uh, in creating work in the digital medium so i think uh, that digital medium is going to stay sure right breaks the geography of like having to be there to yeah sure, yeah yeah and also making work uh, keeping those um uh, you know 
keeping those uh, definitions of making in mind like sure. when you make a digital content then you also have other possibilities sure. which you cannot have in the theater right right so because it kind of moves towards the mm. place of film you can edit sure you know things you can frame and so on and so forth so uh, many festivals now have a digital segment oh okay so the festivals which did not even think that there sure. was a possibility of digital work all of them are making space for okay here is the room where you'll have screening of digital works okay And, and these are theater festivals. These are theater festivals, absolutely. Ah, okay. Where live performances happen. Oh, you that's a big change. Yeah. That's a big change, exactly. So I think that is a big change that you mm. that you see, and I think it's going to stay. Mm. I think more explorations are going to happen. Sure. Yeah. More forms are going to emerge. Mm. Uh, and I myself, not very fond of that. Yeah, because uh, bodies. Yeah, but still, I mean, uh, when you see people uh, inventing mm. and uh, making things which affect. Then you're moved by it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I have seen very interesting work in the digital medium as well. Mm, okay. Yeah. So. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Anything you guys have coming up, like soon? Yeah. So, like I was telling you, the production that we had to cancel in 2020. Right. Yeah, that's exactly what we're working on right now. Okay. Uh, in fact, we were working on it uh, in, you know, briefly in 2021. So like, I, like, yeah. Looking back, I think. These two years also helped us hone the script mm, yeah. a lot more, uh, work with the actors, train better. So we have a much more refined script okay. now than what we had in 2020. Mm. So that way, I'm I'm very happy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're getting into production. In fact, from the coming Monday, oh, okay. <laughs> and we're opening in the second week of June. Okay. Yeah. And the possibilities of, like, say, taking a play across the country, etc., have opened up also. I'm guessing. I'm hoping to. Yeah. Uh, definitely, smaller venues are opening up where lesser people, fifty, sixty people, ah. are sitting. But this particular place is, is as far as our theatre collective and I'm concerned, slightly an ambitious work. Okay. Um, many, many months of prep has gone into it, both in terms of writing, creating our set, prop, etc. It's not very elaborate, but it's a little. Technically tricky, mm, so okay. to crack that has been has not been easy. Okay. Um, so yeah, this is a play for a for a bigger stage. Got it. Uh, designed like that. Sure. Um, so yeah, so we're getting into that now, hoping to travel with it. Yeah. To other parts of India in the later half of the year. Awesome! I hope to see you guys do that as well. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, that's the end of our chat. Vivek. I hope you had fun. Yes, I did. <laughs> thank you very much for having me. Thanks for coming over. Hey, my pleasure. And yeah, thank you guys for listening. This was Backstage with Zadul. If you'd like to hear more episodes, don't forget to subscribe. You can also listen to our episodes on Spotify, Google, or wherever you stream podcasts. Don't forget to visit zadul.com to know more about how you can begin humanizing events.